John chapter 19. Not really a sermon this afternoon, more just some thoughts. I want to kind of continue where we were this morning. And when you're reading through the Gospels and uh, the accounts of the crucifixion, again, there's so much in each book that, that points out some different details in each one, and there's so much that we can see from it. We could spend literally months just talking about the crucifixion um, and all the details that surrounded it. But I just wanted to point out just a couple things to you this afternoon. We're going to read uh, about nine verses, starting in verse 28. Um, this is Christ has uh, already been hung on the cross. But look in verse 28. It says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, and that the scriptures might be fulfilled. This is, this is the main point of what we're looking at today, that what was meant to be accomplished was accomplished, and it all happened according as the scriptures said that it would. Uh, verse, uh, he says at the end of verse 28, I thirst. Now there was, a set of, uh, there was a set of vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said... It is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. They came, then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other that was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, uh, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this afternoon as we're just reminded, Lord, of your control, as we're reminded uh, uh, that you are the author of all. And Lord, I pray that you would help us today just to be encouraged by these thoughts that we look at uh, here this afternoon. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We see here the crucifixion of Christ uh, where he came and, and uh, he was sacrificed on the cross and he's hanging there. And everything that took place um, with, well, with Christ's life, but with his crucifixion and his resurrection, did so just as we were told it was going to happen just as the scripture had told us beforehand. So for years and years and years, there has been the promise of Jesus coming. And for years there has been the promise. You remember even in the Garden of Eden, Christ began to talk about the need for blood to be shed and that there would be a lamb that would be sacrificed. So from the beginning of human time, Christ had told about what was going to happen. And, you know, I, I, when I think of God as the creator of the universe, I'm always enamored by the detail that God put into creation. You know, if you study plants and you learn how they work from the roots to the stems to the flowers to the petals, everything has a purpose. How pollination happens. How this little bitty bee comes and does what it does and then goes to another plant and it transfers things over and all those sorts of things. It's absolutely incredible. How the human body works, the brain and the nervous system. It's, it didn't just, you know, I've always heard the example 
uh, of those who believed in the, the Big Bang Theory that if you take a watch and you smash it to pieces and you put it in a paper bag and you shake it up and you open the bag, the watch will not be put together in a way that works. Watches are very intricate in their detail. It can't just, boom, appear. It has to be made by a very careful creator. And creation is the exact same way. It wasn't that there was a particle floating around in the air that somehow the particle exists and somehow the air exists, but it was floating around in the air and all of a sudden, boom, this big explosion happened. And here we are with the most intricate of, of plant life, the most intricate of human beings, uh, of, of nervous systems, with the most intricate uh, animal systems and the way everything is set up. It didn't just appear, it was created by a maker, a very detailed maker. And in that detail of God, we find it in Scripture, detailed, telling us what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And we see in this passage, included this reminder, as the Scripture saith, it happened the way I told you it was going to happen. Jesus Christ is crucified. He's on the cross. I actually look back verse 24. Uh, they said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, uh, his clothes, uh, well, 23 to get the whole context. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart and also his coat. Now the coat was without uh, seam, woven from the top throughout. They said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, who it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which saith, they parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. There's these, these details throughout the crucifixion of Christ that went on that wasn't typical. It was out of the ordinary. Typically, they would rip up the garment, and they would each take some, and then they would be able to trade or do whatever they wanted to with it. In this case, they said, let's not tear it. Let's just cast lots for it, and whoever wins gets, gets the entire garment. Why did they do that? They didn't know this, but it's because the Scripture said that's what they're going to do. Because God said that's how it was going to happen. That's exactly how it happened. Verse 28, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that everything that was supposed to be done was done, he had a couple things to get done so that Scriptures would be fulfilled. So he says, I'm thirsty. And so they brought the vinegar, as the Scripture said it was going to happen. It says that they came to break the bones of the legs because they had to get the guys on the cross dead so they'd get them off the cross before the Sabbath. So in order to do that, they break the legs so that they couldn't push up and get breath anymore, and they would ultimately suffocate to death as they hung there. So they break the first one, the Bible says, and the other one, the Bible says. How would you like that one for eternity? One's known as the first, the other one's the other. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, they break the legs, and they came to Jesus, and he was already dead. But of course, to make sure that he was dead, they came up with a spear, and they poked his side. And out came blood and water, a sign that he was dead already. Well, why did they do that? Why didn't they just break it? They were pretty cruel people, right? I mean, everything that Christ had been through, why didn't they just go ahead and break his legs anyhow? Because the Scripture said not a bone would be broken. It's, it's one of these things that we can read through and we go, oh, that's neat, but we can quickly skip over the significance that everything happened exactly how God said it would happen. Why is that important? Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is coming again. It's going to happen as God said it would happen. The Bible says that if you're not of the Son, if you've not accepted the gift of salvation, you're going to go to hell. That's what the Bible says. 
It's going to happen just as God said it. You see, there are all these things in Scripture that we look at, and we can kind of look at it as a storybook, or we can look at it as a, a long time ago, and we can kind of try to, in our minds, go, that's eh, not that big of a deal. But we understand that the details, every single detail that Christ put in Scripture happened. It should remind us that every single thing he put in Scripture is going to happen, if it hasn't happened yet. And we do, don't, don't we? I mean, we make excuses for why we can't or why we don't or why we shouldn't or all these kinds of things. I know the Bible says this, but if you think about it, <laughs> no, if the Bible says it, it's, it's going to happen. And we've talked about it a lot with sinful lifestyles, and they say, you know, whatever. That's not what he meant. No, if it says it, that's exactly what's going to happen. I am intrigued by the fact that here we read Christ on the cross... He is about to die, and he says, before I do, here's a couple things I've got to do real quick. <laughs> to me, it blows my mind. I thirst. Why? Because the scripture needs to be fulfilled. And wouldn't you know it, there's a vinegar vessel right there. Uh, then uh, again in verse <clears throat> 34, uh, but one of the soldiers sent a spear pierced into his side, and, uh, fourth came with the blood and water. And uh, there was record of this, that this is exactly what they did so that it would be known. It wasn't hearsay. It was on the record books. This is what we did. In verse 36, for these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. If you think about the beating that Christ took, you think about the nailing to the cross, and, you know, the way I understand it, and who knows, I don't know if this is true, maybe you all do. The way I understand it, the way it worked is they would nail you to the cross and they would lift the cross up, drop it into a hole. And so when it drops into the hole, obviously you're going to jerk down a little bit. So that could cause issues or whatever it may be. Not a pinky bone, not a metatarsal, maybe that's the same thing, I don't remember. Uh, not, not a femur, not a... Uh, whatever other bones are, I should know these. The, let's see here, the hip bones connected to the... No. Um, not a bone in his body was broken. <laughs> not a bone in his body was broken. Why? Because the scripture said not a bone in his body would be broken. And when we can understand that the author, not just the author of life, but the author of the scriptures is detailed, it should challenge motivate, encourage us to do what the Scriptures tells us to do. When the Bible says, look, be ready, prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord, work while there's time to work, understanding that the fields are white and ready to harvest and need, need people to go out and harvest. When God says that, He means it. Sometimes we can get frustrated if we're sharing the gospel consistently and we're not seeing fruit from it, we're not seeing people saved from it. We can get frustrated and we can say, God, what's the point? Well, God says the field's ready. It's ripe. There are people there that need the gospel and you are to go out and tell the people about the gospel and those uh, that, that are there and ready are going to be saved. You just keep going. Because there's not a, not a 
sentence or a word in the Bible that will tell you our job is done. Christ's job was completed. Our job is not. We work until Christ returns. We work until we can't work anymore. Whether our life ends on this earth or Christ returns, whichever comes first, our job is to work. I've heard, I've heard lots of pastors, old, old pastors, say, I'm not going to retire, praise God. I'm going to die in the pulpit. It's not what he means. There's a time that you need to step away. I mean, goodness, uh, if you guys would let me, I'd retire next year. But uh, No, I'm kidding. But you know, I, I get what they're saying. I understand what they're saying. But that's not what God's saying. He's not saying that you have to um, work yourself to death. But what he is saying is, I have given you a commission Go out and do it. And whether you're retired or working doesn't matter. You still have the commission to go out and share the gospel. It might change how you're doing it. I know, I know uh, of people who were house-bound. They could not leave their house, and so they witnessed to the people who called and tried to sell them car warranties or whatever it was they were trying to sell. That was their only opportunity. Why? Because you don't retire from Christianity. You don't retire from the work that, that God has given you. You are always working, and you're always pressing. Well, how do I know that it's going to be worth it? Because the Bible says it's going to be worth it, and everything in the Bible happens. So let's follow it. Let's let it guide us. Let's use the Bible to show us our pathway that God has for our life. When we think through all the things that Christ went through leading up to the crucifixion, it's windy out there, uh, all through the crucifixion and the resurrection and his life on this earth, all of those things, to understand that it was all detailed and told ahead of time. This is what's going to happen. If that was true, then why isn't everything else true? If, if the fact that Christ uh, did not uh, uh, break a bone in his body was true, then why would something else not be true? If the fact was true that the people were not going to tear his clothes, but they were going to, uh, to, to cast lots to see who won it, then what does that matter in the grand scheme of things? It doesn't seem like it matters at all, right? Who cares what they did with his clothes? No, God cared enough to tell us what was going to happen. And she reminded us that everything that God said is true. It's going to happen. So we better hold to the truth. We better press on towards the truth. And we better do better with the truth than what we've been doing. Let's keep working to improve. Because we, all of us have room to improve. I'm telling you, no matter how spiritual no matter how close to God you are, you're always going to have room to improve, to get better, to learn more, to understand better the things of God. So there's never a time for us to stop. The idea of reading your Bible every day doesn't end when you say, well, I'm not going to be able to do much anymore. There's still something for you in it. I service a uh, senior facility at work, and I'll walk in, and to go, we have a room that always has ants. We've got candy everywhere. And uh, oftentimes when I'm walking down the hallway of the place, there will be a group of people sitting there singing hymns, usually Alan Jackson singing with them, and they're singing hymns as I walk through the hallway. I always enjoy it. It's always fun. I walk past it. Uh, it it's, a, it's a fun time. You know, why, why do they need to still be praising the Lord? Because God says praise the Lord. It doesn't stop. And if we know that this is true, if we know the Bible is true, then we better follow it, because if you've read it, you understand what happens if you don't. 
what you're missing out on if you don't. Like we talked about this morning, the blessings and the peace that God offers. It starts with simple obedience. I tell my kids all the time, why are you not doing this? This is so easy. I told you to do this. Why are you not doing it? It's not hard. What's the point of not obeying? Wasn't the same true with us and God? God gives us simple tasks. Why don't we do it? We have no excuse. But if we believe the Bible is true, we're going to follow it. So let's show other people we believe the Bible is true by how we live our lives to follow through it. And we worship a detailed God. And he's given for us everything we need to know right here. So let's just follow it. That's, that's, uh, there's a, a song, I'm sure there's many of them like this, but it's the least that I could do to give my life to you for all that you have done. That's the least that I could do. So let's follow it. Let's praise him. Let's show him our thankfulness for what he's done for us by how we live and doing what he's asked us to do. Lord, I thank you for your love. It's amazing. Oh, just so humbling to see your love for me. God, what a blessing. We come to this church on a weekly basis and to see you continuing to bring more people into the church and we're seeing the church grow in members. We're seeing visitors. And it's just a continual reminder of your goodness to our church. And Lord, to me, God, I pray that, that we would live as you've told us to live. And that, God, we'll understand that you do care about the minor details that you've given us. Lord, you just desire for us to fully surrender, to fully give ourselves to you and to fully follow you. So help us to do so. It's not natural for us to do that. We are very selfish. We are very uh, prideful. But Lord, uh, that's nothing new. So God, I pray that you'd give us the strength that we need to obey you and to follow you. And God, we're going to give you all the praise and all the glory for it. Lord, we thank you for sending your son. We're so thankful for the price that was paid on the cross. But God, we are incredibly excited to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, the, the victory that comes uh, through him. God, I pray that you'd help us as we prepare for Easter Sunday. Lord, I pray that you'd bring us more visitors. Lord, I'm thankful for the lost that were here this morning. I pray that they'd be saved. God, I'm thankful for uh, just the opportunity we have to give the gospel to the community. And Lord, I pray that next week you'd send us more that can hear the gospel presented. And Lord, I pray that you would use it to impact, to convict lives that we'd see people saved. God, help us now as we go our separate way this week. Keep us safe. Uh, Lord, provide for our needs. I pray for those that are, I think of Scotty as he uh, was in a minor car accident and sore, and we pray that you'd help him to fully recover. Pray for James and Cherith as they travel home. Pray for Miss Diana that you continue to help her uh, to feel better. We pray for uh, Kim's car issues, that those would be taken care of. Uh, we pray for Sarah, um, that everything would be back, back to normal for her. Lord, just pray that you would uh, help us all, uh, prepare us, and and have us ready for next week that we can come together, celebrate together in the place that you've provided for us. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you do for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We will be back Wednesday. You can come 7 o'clock. We'll actually be in the building and uh, here. Uh, hopefully you can make it and be with us on Wednesday night. And then, of course, Sunday uh, is Easter, and uh, which reminds me we need to find that background. Uh, but uh, we'll try to have that up. So if you come and you want pictures with your family, we'll have that somewhere where you can do that. Um, and, uh, 
and we can take advantage of the price we paid. It wasn't much, but nonetheless, the price we paid for that as well. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we'll let you know when we're going to go out uh, canvassing again next, uh, sometime soon. But uh, nonetheless, Lord bless you. Uh, let's go ahead and be dismissed.